0: Hello and good afternoon everyone, this is Andrea St. Louis, owner of Step Into Purpose Consulting and the author of the book, 40 Days Lighter, A Devotional Journey for Women Determined to Live Free, and I'm here with another episode of Wisdom Wednesdays. I'm helping you to embrace your purpose, develop language for your calling, and find opportunities to flourish in your personal and professional life. I want you to find your pathway, your open door to a life lived on purpose. So join me every Wednesday at noon and let's take back the middle of our week. No more hump day blues. Let's get motivated and step into purpose. So today I want to give you something quite practical um, to help you move forward on your purpose journey, um, particularly as it relates to advancing in your career or designing your career or cultivating your career, however you'd like to put it. Um, As someone who's often asked to um, provide assistance to students or job applicants um, regarding their resumes and essentially how to tell their story through their career documents, i think this is definitely one of my sweet spots and so i'm going to help you learn how to work that resume today we are talking about working that resume and so i have three tips that i want to provide there's going to be some categories within those three tips and maybe we'll make this a two or three part series um if you find it helpful be sure to let me know um, be sure to respond and let me know so that i can give you more practical tips to help you move forward as you step into purpose so tip number one for working that resume make sure the information on your resume adds value to your application i'll say that again make sure the information on your resume adds value to your application does it help for does does this piece of information help you stand out from the crowd or is it another just. I will tell you, just is one of my least favorite words to see on a resume or to hear from someone in an interview. Um, oh, I just organize. Oh, I just do the filing. Oh, I just um, do some data entry. If you don't value the work that you do, why should anyone else value it? Make sure that however you've stated Um, what you are staying on your resume is adding value to your application. It is making you look like a candidate worth considering. Be a candidate worth considering. So I guess that is (laughs) 1A or 1B, however you want to put it. Be a candidate worth considering. Tip number two, make sure that your resume keeps you on track for the position you are looking to obtain. Make sure that your resume keeps you on track for your for the position that you are looking to obtain and so I use uh, the word track more as an acronym um, to remind me of a few things as I'm writing my resume and some of them will see, uh, seem obvious but I will let you know that in my experience it's not always obvious to everyone so um, for track the T stands for is it true? Is it true? if it is not the truth if it is embellished or um, altered in some way, you probably shouldn't share it on your resume. Make sure that what you're saying is true. There are background checks for almost every job. I don't think that I've ever um, had a situation where I didn't have a background check or I didn't do a background check for a candidate. There will be a background check. If you falsify certain things, it will be very easy to find out that they are not true. Ask yourself, is it true? The other thing you want to make sure that you're doing is not stating that you have skills or that you are up to date or expert level in skills that you maybe dabbled here or there, or it's been a number of years since you've used those skills, because what's going to happen is if you get the position you're looking for and requires this skill set, and I will say that some people can learn very quickly on the fly um, to do something new, but if you're not one of those people, it's going to be very obvious that you do not have the knowledge or the competencies or skill sets that you said that you did on your resume. So making sure that what you stated is true is incredibly important. R, is it relevant? Is it relevant? Does it matter for the position that you are um, talking about? If you used to babysit back in high school, but now you have gotten a bachelor's degree and you are looking to Work in financial management unless you can show me um how you had a babysitting business and you manage the the financial aspects of that or um some other organizing or tangible skill that you got from babysitting you probably don't need to list babysitting on your resume. Now, if that's your only experience, yes, you need enough um experience on there to um show what you've done at least for the last five to 10 years um, if possible. If you're new, uh, if you're just entering the job market, then I would say make sure that you have one to five years if you have any part-time experience or any internships or volunteering. Um, so yes, you may need to put the babysitting on there, but only talk about the things that are going to show how it's prepared you to step into this new field of financial management. Is it relevant? The other that you want to remember when you're talking about whether or not a piece of information is relevant is, will it detract from my candidacy? So you may love punk rock music and you love going to those concerts on the weekends, but unless you're telling a really good story of how this makes you a great candidate for this new job, um, you probably don't need to share that on your resume. Is it attractive? A. Is it attractive? Again, I've seen resumes where an individual has said that they don't like to get up early in the morning, but they were applying for a job that had shifts that could possibly start between 6 and 8 a.m. Even though this could have been a great candidate, you automatically get put into the no pile when you have identified something that is no longer attractive to the person who is considering you for a position. I want to make sure that you are not eliminating yourself from the running before you've even given yourself a chance. Let your resume help you get your foot in the door. Don't lock the door on your own. Is it attractive? Is it an attractive quality? I've also seen resumes, I've also helped with resumes where an individual has stated that they don't really like working with a team. They don't like group work. And it's okay if that's truly how you feel. However, most places of employment, unless it is literally a solo job where you sit in a room by yourself and never have to speak to anyone, don't have to send any emails, don't have to collaborate, don't have to problem solve with uh, anyone else, um, that might be fine. But the majority of positions that individuals are applying for now will require some level of teamwork collaboration cross-functional teamwork um at the very least the exchange of emails to get things done even if you work remotely so i don't recommend putting that you don't like working with other people on your resume is it current the c stands for current is it current Yes, you want to provide, usually the the rule is about five to 10 years of experience, depending on where you are in your career, Um, are you a recent graduate, those are all things to consider. So last but not least, tip number three, make sure your opening statement on your resume gives your reader a reason to keep reading now you say that five times fast i'll actually try saying it one more time make sure the opening of your resume gives the reader a reason to keep reading so one very practical tip i will give is that the objective has become obsolete very often objectives are filled with language that state what the job seeker wants um, what we want out of a position. We want the opportunity for advancement. We want a position that will eventually lead to a leadership role. We want the opportunity to grow and develop. But it is very limited on the language that it uses to describe what we bring to the table, what we have to offer to this employer, and what makes us stand out from the other candidates for this position instead it's more effective to use a career summary or a professional profile i like the heading professional profile but it's also called a career summary um some other folks use a summary of qualifications uh, but you want to use this section to highlight what you've done how long you've done it what industries fields types of organizations you've done it for um, as well as any additional skills skill sets, um credentials that employer may be looking for really quickly. It should be a summary of what they'll find in your resume. Not a mini resume, but a summary of what they'll find in your resume. So for example, um you could be a, a early career or an experienced um educator with um five years of experience in higher education or in early elementary education with a focus on you know, linguistic skills, language, literacy. Um, you could have a, a fo- you know, whatever your focus has been, you want to specify that. Um, so maybe you've worked in healthcare. Did you work in hospitals? Did you work in nursing homes? What types of environments have you worked in? Um, be clear about that. Um, how long have you worked in it? Find a really good adjectives to describe how you work. So what is your approach to problem solving? Are you creative? Are you very um, focused on ensuring that any solutions you come up with are adhering to company policy? Are you the person that makes sure that everyone is in order? They know what they need and when it's needed, when, when they need to get it done. Um, do you supervise? Do you schedule other folks? Do you, do you train? Do you coach? Do you mentor? These are things that you want in your summary, especially if these are the qualifications that they are looking for in the job description. You also want to point out any Particular credentials that stand out for that job. So maybe it's a particular degree that you have or if you have a certification or a license This information can go here um, in brief form and then obviously you'll include it in your credentials your education and credentials section Um, But you want this summary to give a good overview like listen I have the things you're looking for keep reading this resume to see how awesome I am and then give me a call for an interview right so I hope you have found this helpful. Um, These are a few of my favorite tips to provide when someone is trying to update their resume. And of course, if you need any assistance, you can reach out to stepintopurpose.com. That's step in, the number two, purpose.com. The other thing that, and this one is a very particular one, for example, in IT, even if you worked in IT 15 years ago, one of the things that you will find is that you need to have been working on those skills and updating them over time. Because even in the last three to five years, the IT skills you had may have become obsolete. Is it current? Have you stayed current on these skills? I'm glad to hear that you did it at the start of your career. I'm glad that it was your first job out of undergrad, high school, um, whichever way that you've put it on your resume, but make sure that you have kept current on those skills. If you're going to list them as skills, if you're going to list that experience, make sure you still want to be talking about it. If it's not current enough to talk about, you may not want to list it on your resume um, as long as you've met that time requirement. Um and so that's another conversation in terms of meeting the time requirement um with Jobs that aren't necessarily relevant to the position that you're applying for, so I'll make that another episode and lastly, for k is it a keyword? You want to make sure that you are using the language of the field that you're trying to get into. It doesn't make sense to write a resume about looking for a an education position, and I don't see not- not a single word related to working in education, teaching, lesson planning, curriculum. None of those words are used. Um, Classroom management. You want to make sure that you're speaking the language of the field that you're going to be working in because that's how you will be found, especially in this day and age when a lot of applications are happening online. They may not always happen person to person. I recommend trying to make a person to person connection, even if it is by email or by phone. But if you're not able to do that and you're depending on an applicant tracking system or um, one of these job search sites, you want to make sure that you are speaking the language of the position you were looking for. Otherwise, you're going to get recruited for whatever you talked about. So if the only thing you have on there is customer service, customer service, customer service, when you want a financial analyst job, you may not get the call for that financial analyst job because you've only, you're, you're probably going to get recruited for customer service because that's all of the language that you've used. Thank you for joining me for another episode of Wisdom Wednesdays with Step Into Purpose. This is your host, Andrea St. Louis, and I'm so glad that you have joined me on this journey. Meet me here every Wednesday at noon so that we can take back the middle of our week, get motivated, and step into purpose. Connect with me on Instagram and Facebook at Step Into Purpose Consulting. Again, that's step in the number two purpose consulting no dashes or spaces. And you can also visit www.stepintopurpose.com for all of our services that are offered um, to help move your career forward, as well as to see the Step Into Purpose blog. Thank you for joining me and have a great afternoon.